everybody. Welcome to Bamcast Extra, episode 77. Man, just numbers. Same one, twice. We just keep coming up. Ah, yeah. I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And we're back. We're doing another pulpy, comic strippy, 30s, 40s era thing. Uh, especially failed ones, even though this made a lot of money and was critically acclaimed and was up for a bunch of awards and such. Yeah, failure, though. Just big, big stinky failure. <laughs> uh, we're talking 1990s Dick Tracy. Weird that this didn't come up during 1990 year. I, I know. <laughs> too too long, too acclaimed. Okay. So, but not for extra. Where no, we make our own rules. We just do whatever we want. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have themes and we follow them. Yeah, we'll watch Beastmaster. We don't give a fuck. No, man, Beastmaster. It's fucking awesome to watch. Uh, Dick Tracy is. Huh. It's it's a movie. <laughs> I mean, it, boy, Dick Tracy. Yeah, it's a movie. Let's uh, let, 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 there's a lot of things to say about Dick Tracy. Uh, I have a couple of personal disclaimers I want to give about Dick Tracy before we get into the details. Oh, oh, of, oh of Dick Tracy. Oh, please do. Uh, I want to point out. Before you pedantic motherfuckers start writing in, I understand the era in which Dick Tracy took place, and I understand the nature of the uh, look of the comic strip. Okay. I, I get that. All right. I want you to understand that, because I'm going to ask some logistical questions as we go. Okay. And you people are going to be like, yeah, but that's how it looked at the comic strip. And I, I get it. I understand. Okay. Two, if I offend any Madonna fans out there, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> All right. So I just wanted to get those things out of the way. It's only your, your two disclaimers. That's all I got. All right. So uh, disclaimer. I saw you want to disclose anything? I, I saw this in the theater when it was new. I, so did I. Okay. Yes. Because right. I don't know if that's a disclaimer. It's just a fact. It is a fact. Yes. <laughs> this was, I mean, this was uh, Batman came out in 89 mm-hmm. and Disney was like, what do we got? We need something. Yeah. We need this year's Batman. And this was hyped as 1990s Batman. It's like, this is the summer movie you will see. Yeah. You will buy all the cups that have Dick Tracy shit on them. Dick Tracy will be fucking everywhere mm-hmm. on every marketing thing yeah, ever. Yeah, Dick Tracy will be <laughs> fucking everywhere. Yeah. 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 Uh, plus, get that, plus get that elf guy. Yep. He'll do the music. He will, yeah. It'll sound just like Batman. Yeah. Hey, kids, it's like Batman, except not a lot happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, want, you liked the world's greatest detective. How about the world's greatest dick? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they went without for the marketing, but they I should have. I don't think they did. I don't think they did. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, so, yeah, okay. This is an all-star, non-stop celebrity fest of this thing. You know, starring, produced, directed by Warren Beatty, mm-hmm. who was still a thing in 1990 uh, and had considerable clout, mm-hmm. uh, enough to bring in... He had a certain... Worth, a uh, bull worth, uh-huh. if you will. Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Yeah. Uh, brought in basically everyone he's ever worked with in anything uh-huh. uh, to appear with him. So, I mean, there is just a ridiculous cast in this stupid ass movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they tell you, like, right at the beginning, it's just like, okay, here's everyone you're going to see and who they are. And it just, the cast scrolls by and you're like, Wow, <laughs> and I, I, I appreciate that. I, so, first note as st- in starting the movie, like as far as the uh, opening credits go, mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Like, rather than play some dumb power game of like I'm in this movie and I'm important, mm-hmm. it's like cast in uh, you know appearance order. Yep, it's just like hey, fuck all y'all. Like, <laughs> we're not playing this game. Yep. Warren Beatty's a star. Everyone else, just when they show get, up, get is when line. you get them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which on on one hand i like on the other hand i was a little worried because it was like al pacino was like 27th in these credits and i'm like we have to wait this long to get to al pacino that sucks but really no because everyone just comes at you in large groups Mm -hmm. um 
I, I do want to make note, this is our second Henry Silva movie in a row. Yep. Uh, he looked more ridiculous in Alan Quartermain than he does here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah. just only only because like everyone else in Alan Quartermain was mostly looking normal, right. and Henry Silva looked like a cult leader. Yes, and you know now everyone's in weird plastic <laughs> makeup and oh my god, latex fucking nightmare. This movie is. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay, I guess my my first uh, notable uh, just question I have about this movie okay is uh, if you're a criminal. Mm-hmm. Do you become a criminal because of the way you look, mm-hmm. or are you just a dude, and then they drop you in the Smilex or whatever, and then you get a name based on whatever the chemical does to your face? Mm. Because normal dudes are everyday citizens, and if your face is fucked up, you're a hardened criminal, and you've got a dumb name like like Prune Face. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And people, actual news reporters, will get on the radio and say, "Prune Face was caught today." But <laughs> it's, I I understand yeah. comic strip, I get it, sure. but. When you put it in the context of maybe the real world where normal looking people are running around, mm-hmm. it's really weird. Yes, it is. Like I could it would this would be like the one video I would like kids react to Dick Tracy that I would watch because I would just love for kids to go, what's wrong with these men? Why are their faces? <laughs> what happened to them? <laughs> hmm. Is this in Chernobyl? <laughs> no, it is a, it's a interesting question. Um, you know, did. Does your face make the crime, or does crime make your face? Exactly. Yeah. Like, do you just do you just hit a level of crime where you mutate, mm-hmm. or you know, is it just your DNA? It was like, hey man, your face is fucked up. Life of crime for you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> like You're a, not going to be a grocer. No one's going to want to. <laughs> it's just buy like groceries from you. <laughs> like like at the nursery or uh, whatever the pediatric wing. There's just it's like an Ellis Island line. Yes. Like, oh, fucked up face. <laughs> criminal <laughs> yes, stamp yes, yes, put them <laughs> put them in their own let's segregate them out yeah like y'all you're going over to the home of the criminally yeah. insane <laughs> just a question i don't know, I, I don't yeah, know. it's interesting uh, yeah um so anyway uh it's it's a mob movie mm-hmm. uh all the bad guys are are weird faces and then there's warren Beatty as dick tracy who you know because of of the comic strip wears the brightest yellow outfit which is probably real bad for copping because, like, you can't sneak up on fucking anybody. <laughs> well, maybe these criminals are also colorblind. And for other cops, it's like it's like wearing the orange vest, like, for deer hunting. Like, maybe. the deer can't see the orange, but other I, cops are like, hey, don't shoot the yellow guy. Yeah, like, but they're all wearing bright primary colors. Like, they all just, everyone has, you know, their I color know. schemes. Yes. I, I was also just trying to <laughs> reckon it in the real world. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, you have fucked up face. You're just colorblind. Yeah. 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 I, I don't like know. It. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. But yes, the, this movie is, is primary colors on, on Overdrive. It is. Yeah. Um, I mean, they went to great lengths to make it look like a comic strip mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the, the set design and the, you know, this is all like matte paintings and, and sure. little... So, uh, side tangent, I, I would like to bring up, like... Without this movie, Sin City would not exist, I don't think. Probably not. Pro- probably, you know, like, they wouldn't have tried to go for it like they did. Mm-hmm. And, however, I would say there's plenty more wrong with the movie, but I-, I wish the spirit had tried to look more like Dick Tracy than Sin City. Because it's it's the time period that I think it would have been more interesting if they had gone back and said, let's make this look like Dick Tracy, not yeah. Sin City 2 or 3 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> no, I, Yeah. But anyway, I mean, there's plenty more wrong with that movie than just the look of it. But, you know, I it's strange because I, I this movie's weird and sort of off-putting with its decor. It, well, not, I mean, 
that's not that's not fair to say. It's not off putting. It's it's not it's it's busy. Yeah, it it's busy, but it also looks there's a gimmicky look to it that doesn't hold up. I don't mm-hmm. think a lot of it looks like it looks like a backstage tour at an amusement park. Yeah, it which, does. Which is, I mean, it's it's not a slam against it, but it's just like there are certain bits like so there. We're probably just going to jump around, but like there's a bit where where Dick Ch- Tracy is tied up in this basement and there's this boiler behind him that's mm-hmm. going to explode. And this is just the most comically cartoonish looking Who Framed Roger Rabbit boiler. Right. And it just it just looks like, yeah, you would be on the backlot tour and drive by this thing. And it's like, yeah, it's the thing where, you know, it's just I don't know. Yeah, it, it has a look. It definitely has a look and sticks to its look. I just don't know if that look holds up. Yeah, these days. Well, the other thing about this is, strangely, like I, I, I had very little memory about this movie. I mean, I remember, yeah. I remembered certain things, um, gimmicks or plot devices or whatever they they used throughout this movie. However, mm-hmm. I, I, by and large, I, I didn't even remember Al Pacino was like the big bad. I just knew like, I, I knew certain criminal people did certain things, right? And I, I honestly forgot he was like the big bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so. There, there are certain filmmaking things that are really fantastically done in this. Yeah, like there's a lot of um, shit. I like split focus split shots, dioptic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that he does it a lot. Yeah, and it's and it's 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 generally really well done. And then yeah. and, and um and and not not stupid. Like like it serves a purpose to mm-hmm. to telling the story. Um, it's not just like hey, you know, here's a shot that somebody else did kind of thing. Yeah. Like like when you see people use the track zoom. Yes. When it's unnecessary. Yes. You know. Um. But the problem with this movie is, like, through about half of it, you're really with it. Like, it's like, okay, this is kind of, like, cool, and it's interesting, and then it just gets muddy as fuck in its plot. It really does. Like, when they yeah. when they introduce sort of, like, the the hidden bad guy that's pulling the strings. Blank face. Yeah, it, it just, it, it really falls apart from that point forward. It, it does, like. and it's weird because, like, when that character showed up, I, I at first I went like, ooh, I don't remember this at all. What's this about? And then I was like, oh fuck, I remember exactly what this is. God yeah. damn it! Yeah, I I <laughs> I'd forgotten until it showed up, and then I was like, oh yeah, I know, I know where this is going. Yeah, but I, it's just like the the plot sort of eats its own tail eventually, like yeah. in this movie, and it's just like it becomes too much, and and it's weird because this movie is this movie is like super colorful and would I think really appeal to kids, but the plot is way too convoluted for kids to follow. And I think that's like why it fell out of my brain. Yeah. It's, it is a convoluted plot. It's not easy to follow. It's also hypersexualized and incredibly violent. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just a weird mix. Like it is this bright, shiny, colorful movie and dudes just get fucking gunned down a lot. Just like, the gun violence in this is insane for what you consider this movie to be. Right. Um, but I, I think I think also like there's there's almost a dropping off point at in this movie, and it's around the time that you were talking about. Um, but for me, I can almost pinpoint it to like for for the longest time, this movie isn't. It's just talking. It's just people talking to each other and plotting and doing things. But then, like, it gets to the first time where there's going to be like a big action possibly sequence mm-hmm. and it's a montage yeah and it's like shit guys i mean like you ha- now's the time to do some kick why do i give a shit about dick tracy like wh- why do i care mm-hmm. and it's like once he starts doing stuff it's all just in a fast cut montage and i'm just like really like yeah yeah th- there's not 
he he has a bit of action in the beginning where he's beating up this piece of shit out by the docks to to save the kid. And it's like, that's kind of it for Dick Tracy action for a long time. And I was just like, man, what, what is, what, who cares about this character? Like, mm-hmm. there's no modern context for this. Like, who cares? Right. But yeah, I mean, just to talk to the overarching plot of yeah. what's going on. Um, you have Al Pacino's, uh, what's his big boss? Is that what he big is? Boy. Big boy. Big boy Caprice. Yeah, big boy Caprice is like trying to, you know, take it's your standard mobster plot of like one guy is going to organize all the families or crime yeah. units or whatever and you know kill anyone that gets in their way yeah his um, thing is basically like everyone's working real hard in this town why don't we get a piece of that yeah and that's yeah so you've got like the the, the kid that you were just talking about mm-hmm. witnesses there's a poker game happening in a warehouse and with a bunch of like all these crazy characters that pretty much immediately get gunned down yeah. by flat top who's william forsyth that you know we've mentioned him a lot in here lately it seems like he's in a million movies yeah. and he couldn't be better cast like he, i was surprised they put any makeup on him at all it's just <laughs> right. like it's like oh yeah that guy looks exactly like that <laughs> yeah but like you know he comes in and tommy guns all these people and the kid witnesses and runs away yeah. um and then yeah dick tracy like catches him like he you know pickpockets this guy's pocket watch pickpocket po- pocket watch pick, pick, pocket, pocket, pocket. um and <laughs> runs away and dick tracy chases after him and uh seems like he loses him at first and um and then yeah finds him in a cabin where it's like he's working for some low life dude who's like yeah bring me stuff that you steal and i'll give you some food <laughs> and the guy's like ah this watch sucks and smacks him around and dick tracy beats the shit out of this guy and basically you know adopts this kid yeah <clears throat> now dick tracy has a, a lady, a lady friend. He does. Um, who's like, you know, his she's girl- a fast talking career guy. Yeah, <laughs> she's not his fiance, wife, anything like that. Because you know, he's, his first love is the law or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's it's, it's Glenn Headley, mm-hmm. and um, you know, so sh- throughout most of the movie, it's like he'll pretty much be like, "Hey, watch the kid. I'm going to go, you know, do some anti crime stuff." Um, <laughs> right. Um, I'll do some copping, yeah. and uh, you know, does. so he just always is like leaving the kid. But so like, there's this kid plot device of this orphan kid that you know, there's this looming threat of like he's going to be taken away by family services or whatever the hell welfare, yeah. and um, yeah, put that's in an orphanage. The law, kid, you got to yeah. go live in an orphanage. Um, and he's just like, I ain't going back to no orphanage, and all, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then Dick Tracy's basically like, okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> fine, you can stay with me. I, I just want to point out that this that kid is um, Char- uh, what's his name, Charlie Cosmo, mm-hmm. who um, I immediately like. For the, I mean, it's it's weird because I think I've seen both movies equal amount of times, but I immediately went, hey, it's the nerd kid from Can't Hardly Wait. <laughs> But he's also the kid from What About Bob? You yeah. know, it's just like, yeah. it's like, you know, it's it's funny because like he looks exactly the same, just 10 years older and, yep. or, you know, and can't hardly wait. Maybe not that much, but close to it. Mm-hmm. It's just funny because like most kid actors like start to change and look different. Like, yeah. no, he looks exactly like 10 year older version of himself and can't hardly wait. Yes. Anyway, um, <laughs> just like two seconds after I saw the kid, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Weird thing. I know. Um Anywho, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, like, mm-hmm. he's just, like, going around trying to bust Big Boy, you know, on dumb charges, like, you know, trying to catch uh, trying to catch him for gambling or ha- running a gambling joint, because uh, there's this club, and... Uh, well, I mean, like, he... So, Al Pacino takes over this club by murdering Paul Sorvino. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just... I mean, he's not in the movie for very long, but my God, is he gross in the time that he's there? Because yeah. he's something lips, something, lips manless, lips manless. <laughs> yeah. And like his first scene is he's watching Madonna 
a breathless Mahoney, yeah. uh, perform on the stage and just slurping down raw oysters mm-hmm. and like as fast as like they can bring them plates full. It's just yeah, just I, they keep rotating them out. He just keeps <laughs> grabbing them down. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's, it's, it's gross. It's, it's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Al Pacino basically puts him in a cement box and kills him and mm-hmm. takes over his club. To uh, which that's that's the thing is like you know, Dick Tracy at first is just like, hey, where's where's lips? Yeah, you know, he's just like, you know, I know you did something. Where's lips? And he find he goes to the warehouse where they drown him in the in the cement box and mm-hmm. finds one of Madonna's earrings. Yep, and and tries to bring Al Pacino in on like a you know bogus charge of you know that he didn't really have anything on him. Like well, he was like he kn- he knew he found like the walnuts and yeah. he was like. He eats walnuts, fingerprint these walnuts, and we'll get him. Bring him in now, and we'll just we'll fingerprint them later, and we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's no fingerprints yeah. on walnuts. No. But, uh, yeah. And also, the problem is that the district attorney, who is played by Dick Van Dyke, mm-hmm. uh, is in the pocket of Al Pacino. So every time he goes to him and says, like, we've got this, and uh, Dick Van Dyke is like, nah, <laughs> not prosecuting, no. Yeah. And, and for reasons and everyone, including Glenn Headley, is like he, Dick Tracy's been around and been decorated enough that like they're pushing for him to become the new police chief. Yeah. And he's like, why don't you stop doing your yeah. anti-crime stuff? Yeah, he's like, you know, desk job. Ah, fooey. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And um, so like, but everyone's like, come on, you know, take the desk job. Then you can settle down and, yeah. you know, not get shut out every night. Um, he's just like, nah, Dick Tracy basically has a murder boner for Al Pacino. It's just like, I can't rest until Al Pacino is in jail or dead. So. But yeah, Al, Al Pacino basically takes over this club that was Paul Sorvino's mm-hmm. and, and and by, you know, Token also takes over Madonna's character and Mandy Patinkin, the piano player. Yes. 88 Keys, which right. as far as all the nicknames in this movie, that's a great fucking nickname. Yep. Like, like, <laughs> Again, was was that his name at birth? <laughs> I don't know. And like, oh, well, you're going to be a piano player. <laughs> so his mutation just seems to be a weird hairline. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, OK, this is. This is what's weird to me is that so Al Pacino is he he just he wants a piece of everything, but he's also super into making sure that this club is the best place ever. Mm -hmm. Like he just wants this show to be the most amazing thing. And like he there's this long scene of him rehearsing with them trying to get this number right, because this has to be the most amazing club ever. And I don't know, it just it's a weird thing for I guess you don't think of criminals like that now where it's just like, get the money. Mm-hmm. This is also like, okay, get the money, but also let's have the best club ever. It's just a, a weird well, it's, bit of... It's just somebody that's obsessed with the fame as well as the fortune. Sure. You know, like he's like, this is going to be my ticket to legitimacy is yeah. putting on this show. We'll, we'll still have gambling and all the illegal shit, right. but you know... Like, but also you're going to get a good show yeah. <laughs> if you just want to come in for a show. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just it, it kind of becomes that for a while of like, I'm going to get you, Al Pacino. Oh, I don't have anything on you. And I'm going to get you. I'm going to threaten you. And mm-hmm. and and this whole time is Al Pacino's like, all right, we got to we got to rub out Dick Tracy. But <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to talk lingo here, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, rubbing out the dick is weird. Um, anyway, we're going to try to, you know, we got to murder him, but we can't make it obvious because like right. everyone's going to know it's me because, you know, who else would it be? Who else would it be? <laughs> so it's just like, but all- it's weird, too, because like everyone in his organization is like i thought you were going to take care of this and he was just like i if i if we do they know it's us because mm-hmm. we're the only criminals there's yeah. no one else yeah, we gotta, it's our organization we make, it, make it look like an accident yeah um now what the the um the montage you were alluding to earlier happens mm-hmm. because they they do finally sort of like break into his club but like with a warrant and they're like tossing the place which they have this fantastic scene of like <laughs> 
you know, all the gambling things like it's like the price is right set in there. <laughs> just everything spins around to like gambling becomes, you know, just like a table and, mm-hmm. you know, pe- uh, uh, my, a my favorite tray is, of my favorite is yeah, the, 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 the lady with the tray full of chips and flips it over and becomes a cigarette girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Which, like, I don't understand how that works. Like, how are the chips staying in there? <laughs> glue. Uh, <laughs> sure. Because that's what you would want when you're not flipped over. <laughs> I can't get the chips out of the thing. Anyway, but while they're <laughs> while they're tossing this place and, and, and finding nothing, even though it's like, hey, boss, this turns. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. But they send one guy upstairs and like, you know, does the classic corkscrew through the <laughs> right. through the ceiling thing and, yeah. and plants a bug, which is by bug. I mean, they, they put like a giant radio microphone on top of this chandelier thing that he has there. Yeah. And so they can listen to all, all of their dealings of like, yeah, go over here and shake them down for this money. Or go yeah, get but this. it's not just a bug. They put a guy in the attic mm-hmm. and he has to live there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the montage is Al Pacino ordering all these crimes and because there's a guy living above the boardroom <laughs> he tells the cops where to go and so they keep busting all the crimes. I'm trying to remember which which actor was it was the up there. Was it's it? Michael J. Pollard. Is it? Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah it's I uh, but yeah, that, so that's a lo- we had, he had like super huge ears. Yes, just because like he's the that listening his, guy. Yeah. That was his job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you will listen to things for a living. I like. To, I would like to point out some of the names that I think are really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there's another cop that's Seymour Cassell, and his name is Sam Ketchum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, sure. It's it's little stupid things like that that I think are kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Anywho, um, <laughs> uh, but yes, there, he's just listening up there until one day he sees a cockroach and like in this you get a montage of like all you know him like oh yeah I'm right on top of every place you were going and, mm-hmm. and Al Pacino getting more and more angry even to the point that like their their accountant guy numbers comes in who's the principal from Back <laughs> yeah, to the Future I right. can't remember the dude's name but uh, James Tolkien James, yeah um, like comes into like with the big thing that he's usually dumping money out and like a quarter falls out <laughs> <laughs> and he's like but finally, like one time he's up there, yeah, he sees a cockroach and he flips out and knocks over his coffee, which drips down, and they're like, "There's somebody up there." So God, Al Pacino. Okay, I gotta oh, talk oh. about I gotta talk about Al Pacino for a second. That that scene when he when he's <laughs> discovering the coffee, holy shit, it is so good. <laughs> the, okay, so this film is the line of demarcation where Al Pacino became the modern day Al Pacino that we all know, which mm-hmm. is everyone thinks it started with Sin of a Woman. No, it started here. Just crazy screaming Al Pacino. This is where it started. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got an Oscar nomination for this because it makes sense because he's entertaining as fuck. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so his p- whole performance is just yelling and screaming and overacting and being awesome. But and also wearing like a mild fat suit. Like it's not like, yeah. you know, comical fat suit. No, but it's just, just he's puffier. He's yeah, he's, <laughs> he's just kind of generally yeah. puffier. But yeah. But so like this coffee starts dripping down this chandelier down onto this table while Al Pacino is trying to figure out what why the hell they can't do crimes. Mm-hmm. And man, it is a good two minutes of him trying to determine exactly what's happening and getting super pissed about it. It is a glorious moment of acting like it is some of the best insane comical acting you've ever seen. But it's like silent too, like yeah. all, all physical because yes. yeah. they all just completely they just get quiet and they're just looking at the ceiling and he's like trying to like sample it, <laughs> just yeah. figure out what it is. Oh, it's coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah. That, now, and then it's just like he's like, hey, we're going to go get the money down at the South Warehouse or whatever. God, they're all just in the room just like, tee-hee. <laughs> like, well, he's even got the phone in his hand so they can go click and, you know, oh, yeah, he hung up the phone there. Go to the South Warehouse. Yeah. So, yeah, eventually they start to put in motion plans to fuck over Dick Tracy. And then it starts getting real convoluted it, it, because that's when the, the blank face character shows up and 
Well, because they grabbed the guy in the ceiling and they put him in the box and they were going to cover him in cement. To which Dick Tracy goes and rescues that guy while... I don't, I don't even remember what the hell the distraction was, but... He had set up his coat and tie mm, on a what tin was. can, and they all shoot at that. And right. then he's taken the dude's place in the cement. Well, I think he just got covered with it. That dude ran off. Yeah. But he started trying to shoot at him, and yeah. his gun is all his covered in cement. So it's cement. Like, <laughs> and yeah, and the blank face yeah. person shows up and yeah. shoot, shoots them for him. So the blank face character has shown up and is, is working through Mandy Patinkin's character to take a deal to Al Pacino, which is basically like... I'll take care of your Dick Tracy problem, but you have to give me 10% of everything. Yeah. And Mandy, Mandy Patinkin makes a good point, despite being just the piano player. He's like, what What do you have to lose? Yeah. Like, if it happens, great. If not, then you don't, you nothing. don't lose anything. Yeah. yeah, but Al Pacino's like, you're a fucking piano player. Get it out of here. Ah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So this is pretty much where the movie starts to get really, really convoluted. Yep. They kidnap dick tracy's girlfriend at some point and then they framed dick well, tracy they also sent the kid to the orphanage at some point yeah because uh mary warrenoff shows up as <laughs> right. again just it's just like every single role of this is like oh hey it's that person yep because um, like kathy bates was like the court stenographer at one point or some shit it's like it's yeah there's so much weird stuff here yeah. or not, not court stenographer but she's like a stenographer in the room when they're interviewing dustin hoffman uh, who's mumbles they mumbles. P- they picked him up for something and and yeah he's just, they're like all right well, whatever yep um but, I, I always thought dustin hoffman was sort of the unsung hero of this movie mm-hmm. um the way they kind of weave him in and out of things and he's always lurking around in the background just kind of listening <laughs> not having anything to do with anything mm-hmm. um, well he's one of the only bits i remembered post this movie right. <laughs> it was the reveal you know the revelation of like how you could understand yeah. what he's saying yeah. but um but yeah they man what i'm trying to remember what leads them to actually kidnapping glenn headley um well they they set up dick tracy to look like he murdered the mayor or the district attorney right um yeah because oh yeah he goes to visit her at her greenhouse and they've planted gases that sure. knock him out yeah. and and they they he prop wakes, him up in this room. Yeah, they they silent silencer kill uh, Dick Van Dyke, yeah. and then prop him up there with a real gun, and then they like, do a whole thing with her like head out the window, like, "Hey, I'm not going to take any bribes from you." Blah blah blah. And then blam blam. So the, everyone comes running in. And he's just like, obviously, Dick Tracy did it. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, Batman does the same thing. I just love in these kind of movies where it's just like someone runs in and went, "Dick Tracy killed the district attorney," and then everyone's just like, "Oh well, yeah, that makes sense. Totally, absolutely." <laughs> Uh-huh. It's just, you know, like the police chief is always just like, well, reluctantly, I've got to put you in jail, Dick Tracy. I don't believe it happened, but, you know, it looks like you did it. So therefore guilty uh-huh. always happens. So, but, yeah. yeah. And but, I fuck all. I don't know. Yeah. Because like there's a whole weird thing where this just becomes then it becomes a montage of of Al Pacino making all the money because Dick Tracy's out of the picture. Right. Um, but like there's a whole thing where like the the faceless guy actually plants uh glenn headley like in al pacino's club like yeah. tied up right and that's where they're and he's like no no i didn't kidnap her oh yeah. no this like, is how they're gonna get us yeah. this is oh this is we've been framed yeah they, they put a tip in that he's kidnapped her and she's there yeah um so they their plan is real bad their plan is just to load them all all of them up into car just pack these cars like fucking clown cars mm-hmm. and just drive out into this police surrounded area city block and they all just fucking get gun murdered. Mm-hmm. Well, Dick Tracy is just there with a Tommy gun, just blowing shit up. I mean, like the the sudden murder finale of this movie is pretty great. Like, I kind of wish the whole movie had been something like this, because this is like 
I, it's it's such a stark contrast to what this movie actually is, but it's like, okay, I just, yeah, blow this shit up. Fucking murder everyone, Dick Tracy. I don't care. Like, Dick Tracy has no, there is no Batman clause right, in the yeah. Dick Tracy of I will not kill. Ooh, I, want, I want Batman <laughs> clause to come visit me on various holidays. I, I don't know what it would be. Long Halloween or yeah. Batman Returns Christmas. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Dick Tracy is not just like, no, they must be sentenced and live out their lives in prison. This is just like, nah, murder. <laughs> murder them all mm-hmm. there's flat top he will die now by my bullets <laughs> yeah but al pacino pushed out at the last second it was like no i'm not getting in the car yeah and no. grabs glenn headley and like goes running off like i didn't kidnap you before but now yeah this is kidnapping <laughs> yeah. and, and t- then he just speechifies at her for like 15 well, minutes even better is like he's got this weird like escape hatch thing in the in the wine cellar <laughs> which is like this little weird mine cart that goes a really long ways yep. and he's just he's like Another another interesting thing about his character is that like he's constantly misquoting things. Okay, see, I thought he was misquoting things. He's not. He's not. There, there. I looked up some of them, and, and maybe some of them are misquoted. But the ones I looked up were absolutely right. Well, like one of the first ones he said, I'm pretty sure was a misquote. Okay, because he does. He will just say something stupid and then go Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was there was one where he, it was the Benjamin Franklin quote. He's like maybe yeah, like all's fair in love and business. Which I don't. Maybe that's true. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe he said that. I don't know. But the but, la- one of the last ones he said about Nietzsche, I was just like, no, there's no. He's like a man with without a plan is no man at all and i'm like come on and then i looked it up i was like no he fucking said that so i was like all right well maybe i'm wrong maybe yeah. he was actually quoting things sure but it's it's <laughs> funny because like he he throws glenn headley on this little minecart thing and it's like i mean it's like a maybe two or three foot tall yeah there's shaft. not a lot of clearance <laughs> and so like he just has to like jump on top of her and he's like apologizing he's like sorry about this i gotta just <laughs> like, yeah. have to like ride you down this minecart here but <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like babbling the whole time, like, mm-hmm. you know, with like barely any clearance from his head. And um, yeah, but his ultimate plan is like he's going to takes her to like this. Is it a clock or the drawbridge? It's, it's the inner workings of the drawbridge. So, yeah, he like takes her to a drawbridge and puts her on a gear a, like, you know, yeah. dick dastardly her onto this gear and it's yeah. eventually going to crush her because like the bridge was going up and he was like, come on, we can make it jump. And he's like, no, we can't make it it's too far. <laughs> All right, let's go inside here. So, yeah, the finale of this movie takes place just in the inner workings of this drawbridge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, you know, the the no-face character shows up, and everyone's rightfully confused about what the fuck is going on. Right, and, right. Uh, Dick Tracy shoots at Al Pacino, and Al Pacino gets out of the way and shoots the, the blank character. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, they fight, and he throws him... Down the he just, hole, he just goes into the the infinite pit of gears, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and yeah, they rescue Glenn Headley and then go over and they're like, "Who is this masked person or uh-huh. no face person?" Oh, and hey, it's Madonna. Yeah, she she was plotting. Or she she something. was trying to take over the city her own yeah. way. I, I, but I, she's I, dead. Yeah, yeah. Because okay, throughout the movie, Madonna has she's a nightclub singer. Mm-hmm. Um, but she wants to fuck Dick Tracy because who doesn't? And she's just making it known that she wants to fuck Dick Tracy. And then every once in a while, Glenn Headley will walk in and go, oh, no, they're making out or something. And it's just it. Yeah. We all had to suffer through the Madonna experiment for a long time in the 90s of just putting Madonna in some things and having to deal with Madonna playing Madonna. Okay. And that's. It's just there's no difference here between her character and her her persona at the time. Mm-hmm. It's just 
the person doesn't talk like a human being. It's just all sexual things. But what would have worked in the movie for me is if Dick Tracy had just been like, what is wrong with you? Like, like at one point she's like just on his desk presenting and he just ha- just has to sit there and look at her like, what are you doing? But d- never calls her out on her weird vamping bullshit. Mm-hmm. Just like what? Just stop. Just for two seconds. Just speak a sentence. That's not some double entendre. You know, it's. <laughs> it's maddening. It's maddening because it spills into movies that that kind of breaks some of them. And it was just like there was this longest time that Madonna was a persona and not a performer. And she's talented. She's a talented singer, mm-hmm. especially, you know, the whole soundtrack is her. It, it it's just it's just maddening that that I don't know. She She just seems entirely out of place in this movie. Yeah. And also mostly nude a lot, which is I didn't mind as a kid. I was just like, okay, cool, but it just it just it helps throw the tone of this movie way out of whack. It's it just right. it, it's it's almost like they have this this modern character intruding into this timeline, but everyone has no idea how to react to it. And if there had just been some kind of like what is happening? what, you know, just some one person just acting like, "Dear God, what?" That just doesn't happen. Everyone just goes googly-eyed and slack-jawed and yeah. has to deal with it. Well, okay, so I, I will give you one possible way out that they could have still used Madonna, okay. um, because I will defend one of Madonna's performances, because I am a huge fan of Evita. Okay. Um, and the way Evita works is when she's doing the Evita person, mm-hmm. persona, persona, <laughs> her own, uh-huh. uh, yeah, um, <laughs> No, when she's yeah, but when when she's doing like when it, it's almost like she knows she's putting on an act, and yeah. then, but like half of the movie is still dedicated to like how she is behind the scenes, mm. and so like and I I feel like that's she's a really good choice for that movie because of the bullshit that we had to suffer through up until the time this movie was where yeah. it was like look we know Madonna's a real person somewhere right. and she doesn't act like this all the time yeah but like what we see is this, you know, and I, and I feel like that's why it was perfect casting for her. Cause it's like, a, she can sing B, she kind of looks like the, 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 the actual person, mm-hmm. you know, and C, it's like, yeah, because you can infer this real life dichotomy of a person into this, you know, character. Yeah. Um, and, but they never did that. They never, they, they hinted at it. Like there's, there's little moments like when Al Pacino's berating her and they've been practicing for like six hours or whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. Like you can see her kind of breaking down. Like, I don't want to be doing this. And, yep. and, you know, and you can, but you, it's, it's all things you have to infer. There's never yeah. a scene where, like, she just finally is like, "Look, I don't have to. I don't have to, you know, stunt for you, Dick Tracy. I can say like, I don't want to be doing this, yeah. you know. Like, and it's, it's weird that like, you know, it's it's a hundred percent her doing her breathless Mahoney persona instead of just like pulling him aside one time and be like, I, I want out of this shit. Like, yeah. I, I'm not a criminal. I just, I'm, you know, look at me. I'm just, I'm doing what I'm good at, and I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. You know. Yes. So, anyway. That's frustrating. That's my slight defensive Madonna, (laughs) not necessarily in this movie, but in general. Sure. (laughs) She still shouldn't have done like fake British accent for so long. (laughs) Anywho. uh, (laughs) That's just what happens. You go to England and it just washes over you. You can't help it. She marries some guy who was rich. (laughs) Well, rich like. (laughs) Rich-esque. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I won't defend uh, whatever the hell that beach movie was was with her because that was god awful. Oh, oh, swept, swept away, swept, yeah, swept away, yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus, that's yeah. fucking terrible. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Anywho, there's also that movie where she fucks William Defoe a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Uh. <laughs> but it's just it, this is just what we had to put up with at the time. Like, I know. Yeah. She would go on a talk show and she would be like this, and like Letterman would have to be like. 
could you could you just answer a question like what you just keep saying fuck over and over again we have to bleep you out stop it mm-hmm. so i don't know it just the yeah. great madonna experiment always irked me and then you know of course fucking die another day and <laughs> fuck off <laughs> yeah but then uh yeah i mean there's other little tiny subplots in this movie that are weird like mm-hmm. the kid basically comes back and, and you know literally he's called the kid throughout the whole movie cause, and like he saves Dick Tracy at one point in time. Oh, he gets him out of the boiler room situation yeah. thing. Yep. Um, and so, like, they do this whole thing, like, yeah, hey, you're an honorary detective, kid. And he's like, well, we'll make it official when you have a name. <laughs> yeah, because they just wrote kid on the certificate. Yeah. <laughs> and eventually he's like, I'm Dick Tracy Jr. It's like, that's not how that works, but mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. I, I The weirdest s- thing about this is, like, the, the sheer number of people that show up, and some of them don't even have speaking lines and aren't even, wouldn't even be recognizable you know, because of their stupid makeup, mm-hmm. like uh, Catherine O'Hara is in a is in the yeah. mob room scene. She's a character, never has a line, yeah. doesn't look anything like her. But it's like I looked it up. I was like, wait, so that's who the lady <laughs> gangster was in the room? Yeah, this is like what the fuck. I like, know James Con is in this. Like, okay, I wanted to talk about James Con because so like James Con, another like he's uh, like the only one that like kind of looks like James Con. Like, well, he, that's the thing. Yeah. They didn't put any shit on James Con except for a mustache, and I just. I, all I could picture is James Conn being like, yeah, I'll come do your movie. You're not putting any of that shit on me. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I will just be <laughs> John Smith with a mustache and that's fucking it. <laughs> You're not putting any of that fucking bullshit on me. <laughs> I just that's the meeting in my mind. And I just yeah. fucking love that. So. Oh, uh, and we didn't even talk about the thing that we both said was one of the only things we remember from Dick Tracy uh-huh. is that when they were doing the shakedown of, of Dustin Hoffman's mumbles character yeah. is, um, you know, they they were doing the hot light in the face. And then, like, <laughs> Dick Tracy has this weird ass water fountain, which is like, I think it was a cat. Yeah. It was like, it, yeah. It, it was, was like, like a, a cat, but the fountain was its dick. Yeah. It, it was a weird Egyptian cat thing. Yeah. But and he's just like, mm, I bet you're really thirsty water here. And he's like, <laughs> and like but eventually, like, apparently there was a tape recorder and in the the head of that cat so they actually recorded this and (laughs) like way after it like dick tracy realizes hey if i put my finger on the tape and slow it down Mm -hmm. you know or did they speed it up he he, he slows it down he he holds that mumbles was actually like talking really fast and if you slow it down it's just dustin hoppins voice going yeah (laughs) big boy big boy did it big boy did it (laughs) yeah definitely big boy but yeah i mean that's like one of the only like twists or whatever and then it's like he just drops the whole bullshit and it's just like yeah he's gonna he's <laughs> yeah down. exactly like, i love that he's like oh you're on to me this is like okay well oh well, right, he's he's down here on, i'm yeah. talking too fast well here's the whole story yeah it, it's i i don't even understand why mumbles's weakness is water because like the second time they're interrogating him he's like how about some water mumbles and then that's it like they cut away like ooh, he's got him <laughs> he offered him water <laughs> it's, i don't know like, do they all have weird weaknesses? Like, does each one have their own individual kryptonite of some kind? I don't know, man. <laughs> You're talking about a comic strip from long before I was born. Yeah. I mean, I might have still ran. I don't know how long Dick Tracy ran as a comic strip. I, I don't know. I don't know. But do its know. heyday was certainly long before I was born. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like I said, we there are so many people in this movie that we didn't even mention. There are. Yeah. It's, a lot. It's, it's, it's crazy. It is. Yeah. Uh... But uh, yeah, ultimately, it's 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 kind of a mess. It is. It 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 it's just it's a strange, strange thing. And I really wanted some behind the scenes context to this. And guess what? You're not going to get that on the Blu-ray release of Dick Tracy because there is fuck all on that disc. Mm-hmm. It, this movie is basically has no legacy, no 
ongoing discussion, nothing. It is it is lost to time, basically. Like you can ask people about Dick Tracy and they'll go, oh, yeah, you know, but like there's there's no ongoing Dick Tracyness at all. Like <laughs> there just isn't. <laughs> it it's it, it's I yeah. don't know. Yeah. It was just such of its time. It, it, it like came and it was just like, this is this year's Batman. We got to go see it because it's this year's Batman and it made a bunch of money. And then I don't even remember anyone even talking about doing a Dick Tracy sequel. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even recall that. It just came and went. Just here's the thing we did and see you later. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so I do remember a couple of years ago, Dick uh, uh, Warren Beatty saying he still owns the rights to Dick Tracy and would still like to make a sequel. And I just remembered like, <laughs> no, <laughs> no way. 80 <laughs> year old Warren Beatty. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Although I guess, yeah, I would be, I would be on board if you just went and got everybody and just put them all in the same makeup again. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm thinking like I, if you're going to do it, like I, I'd watch the adventures of Dick Tracy jr. I mean, Probably wouldn't be the same kid, but, you know, slap somebody else in there and... See Tate. Huh? See Tate. All right. Sure. Why not? But, I mean, I'd, I'd He's watch... never going to make that Gambit movie. Come on. Let's fucking see Tate. Dick Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sure. Why not? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of some, like, big blocky dude. Big blocky dude. Yeah. Well, that's... what Dick Tracy's just, you know, shaped like a rectangle. So, I mean, you know... <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Well, sure. See Tate. Why yeah. not? I don't know. I don't know. I, d- I do want to point it's not, out. It's not, the, it's not the thing I want C-Tate to be doing, though. That's that's my only problem is like, but there could be dancing. There probably wouldn't be. Just put some of the army hammer there like that. He's a big blocky dude. I guess. Shit. I guess maybe he has range now. I haven't seen call me by your name, but everyone's like, oh, shit, you can actually act. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like you want to give army hammer, hammer, army hammer another chance at a big blockbuster. Like yeah. a big franchise that's that should be long dead, like the Lone Ranger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. Why like, not? Sure. <laughs> yeah, why not? Man from Uncle. Like, come on, let's just do all these things. Like, you're a guy for things that should long. Yeah. Like, should, nobody should be alive that still cares. Totally about this. dead franchise that yeah. no one gives a shit about. Starring Army Hammer. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm cutting the dude a little bit of break because, like, he showed you know he showed a little promise in the social network, and then all of a sudden it was like, hey, I am generic as fuck, dude. Yeah. You know, I'm basically like, you know, I'm, I'm basically like slightly prettier Jai Courtney. But you know, like, oh. you know, what I'm saying like for a while, and then all of a sudden, like, apparently now people are like, "Oh no, he can actually act." Like, call me by your name. It's yeah. you know, Oscars and shit. Sure, but whatever you know, what I'm saying like, just find a dude like Tate is. I got other things I want Tate to be doing. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, I look forward to finding out what those things are. Uh all right. So we should probably just rate Dick Tracy. All right. Uh, I I think all said and done, I'm going to give Dick Tracy a jocks. Okay, I. It is it is watchable. It is a watchable curiosity. It has Al Pacino going fucking nuts, and that is very entertaining. The set design, the production design is all interesting to look at and just be like, wow, you can really see someone spent a lot of time working on this film. Um, You know, and just the the rest of the cast is all pretty good, but it's just... story-wise and like I see it's called an action film it's not (laughs) it's I I just I I don't know what this movie is like yeah how do you classify what it is it's a curiosity yeah it's it's just things happen in it but none of them are particularly notable 
Like, I'm just trying to think, like, what scenes really stand out? And aside from the murder fest explosion town that happens at the end, nothing really is just like, oh, man, you can't wait till that moment happens in Dick Tracy. Just nah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's it's worth a look. But, uh, yeah, I, I just I don't know. All right. Um, I'm going to go slightly higher. I'm going to give it two jocks. Okay. And I, I think it's because of Al Pacino's uh, uh, over-the-top performance. And I and I just think this is a thing that, like, you you should see. Like, I mean, it's it's a thing to behold. And like I said, it, it, it's, it, it's this early, you know, Prometheus-style DNA thing for Sin City, you know, where... And, mm-hmm. and even, like, Sky Captain, just, like, these super hyper-unrealistic... I mean, like, I know people say hyper-realistic, but, I mean, these are, like, so far removed from reality that I think they're an interesting thing to behold. Um, yeah. Like, uh, it's, it's, it's a complete mess by the end. Um, like I, I just really started to tune it out. Like, even though I was kind of following what was happening, I was just like, Oh, you're going, okay. You're now over here. And okay. There's this thing happening. Like I was following it, but it was like, it, it was just disconnected enough that I was like, all right, you, you lost me just in poor storytelling. Yeah. However, it's a visual feast. Um, I think the the music is interesting, and I and I'm mostly over Danny Elfman, you know, as as, as a human. <laughs> like, not, 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 I mean, you should, from me as a human, not him. I'm not sure. I was just saying, like, I've had enough Danny Elfman for one lifetime, you know. That it's just like, oh yeah, it's Danny Elfman, I, Danny Elfman shit again. I had forgotten that he did the score for this until it kicked in in the first like second. And I was just like, okay, so I've listened to that music for a darkened theater album, which is basically like the Danny Elfman greatest hits mm-hmm. collage, and so like all the music in this, I knew by heart basically more so than anything that actually happens in the movie the the batman-esque part of the score doesn't work for me at all it uh-huh. just feels like hey guys this is batman and it's just like no it's fucking not but the other part of it which is kind of this like broadway-ish like 30s romantic sweeping thing uh-huh. that part does work for me i like that a lot yeah. um it, it's just the the variation on the batman theme that just doesn't doesn't at all work for me sure so okay and didn't wasn't didn't I see like a uh, Stephen Sondheim like wrote the songs yeah, all for all the songs for the movie? That's cr- fucking. It's just this movie's nuts. Yes, this movie's fucking insane. Warren Beatty has some chips that he is able <laughs> to cash in, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I just <laughs> just behind the scenes, this movie's insane. And I mean, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I there could be a feature length making of, and yeah. it would be fascinating. I think. Also, the uh, the two credited writers are the writers of Top Gun mm-hmm. and Turner and Hooch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, and and anaconda (laughs) sure yeah so uh those guys work (laughs) huh yeah yeah Yeah. i don't know it yeah i I just it sounds to me like there are some interesting bits in the trivia section for this movie about behind the scenes stuff that happened that i would like someone to revisit i i understand most of these people are not going to sit down and give an interview about fucking Dick Tracy, but I would imagine most of the supporting cast will sit down and talk about Dick Tracy, and I'm sure they know just as much as the other people did, so I want that documentary. Um, We'll never get it. (laughs) It's never gonna happen. So, anyway, so we want to thank you for being patrons and helping us out by uh, giving us a dollar, because this Blu-ray only cost five dollars to to procure and, and view. Uh, so yeah, by the way, you should go to Amazon and get yourself a copy of Dick Tracy if you want it, because a $5 Blu-ray is pretty good. But, uh, 
after you do that, then go over to patreon.com slash BMFcast and throw an additional dollar at us. You'll get the show a month, a month and a half early, something like that. Mm-hmm. And you can be uh, in the know earlier than, you know, the, the rest of society who has to wait to get this show when it's no longer relevant. A month from now, this Dick Tracy episode, totally yeah. not relevant. It's relevant now. Yeah, they'll, they'll be that that documentary will be released and, uh, yeah, and all the secrets will be revealed. And you'll be like, well, why are they asking what yeah. went on behind the scenes? We will sound like idiots. <laughs> and and you don't want that. You want to hear us asking the, the thought provoking questions. To be fair, us sounding like idiots is timeless. It is. Yeah, we we excel <laughs> <laughs> at that. But anyway, thank you guys for listening uh, in, in either way that you are listening. And we appreciate it. So uh uh, we're still not done. No. This theme is ongoing. No, Plenty we'll, more to do here. We'll be talking ourselves breathless. Yeah. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> ah, so, okay, on that note, <laughs> we're going to get out of here. I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And this is Bamcast Extra out. Out.